Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. We are Kim, Marcy, and Katie. We are three women on one mission. We are obsessed with empowering women to gain confidence, build strength, and ditch feelings of unworthiness. So grab your chair, come sit at our table, and let's talk. Ready? Yes. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another Decades of Strength podcast. Katie Croak is here. I'm not quite sure if I started talking before the recording began, so hopefully this caught just in time. Uh, Here with just you, Marcy, since Kim is out of town. She is on her Alaskan cruise this week and into next. How are you? I am doing well, thanks. How are you doing? Good. As you can see, a little frazzled. Uh, as, As the beginning of September always goes, I never have all of my ducks in a row the way I think I do. Uh, but well, you know, I was watching your stories the other day about the first day of school and Mm -hmm. it did sound like you had a little bit of a snafu or something just did not go as planned, but I'm not sure what that was. So are you willing willing to share for the people? That is a very charitable description of what happened (laughs) the first day, first week of school for me. It was hard for me just because I, we had just gotten back from being in the mountains for two weeks and we really had to hit the ground running. And it wasn't just hard for me in that sense. The girls weren't entirely ready for school to begin again. They had a really relaxed summer. Like we're very cavalier in our parenting in the summertime. And the girls are finally at an age where they're beginning to enjoy a little bit more freedom. And my husband and I love that because that just requires so much less of us. And so getting back into the discipline and their routine of school, um, not to mention early bedtime, early wake up was a tough pill to swallow for all of us. And uh, my girls, you know what, when they get sad and crabby, they take it out on me. And I think a lot of moms can relate to that. Like that's pretty normal for preteens. And uh, I'm just still getting used to it. <laughs> so, hey, I, I, I hate to admit this. And <laughs> Not to cause you any distress, but I'm 38 and when I get sad and crabby, I still take it out of my mom. Yeah, it's true. Absolutely. It's, it's so interesting. Like, I think I never loved my mom more than after I had children. Hi mom. I think she listens. And so (laughs) thank you. And I'm sorry. Can't say those two things enough. I think we can all relate. So how are things in your world? You know, they're pretty just standard low key. And it's a little bit different for me because I don't have kids. And so we were talking about this on one of the podcasts recently. I don't have that feeling when I shift from summer to more of the like September fall months where I really feel any different. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't have a super busy summer either. So I think I only went on one trip and I wasn't out at barbecues and parties. Like I live a very permit lifestyle, I'll be (laughs) honest. Uh, So, you know, like I kind of, I don't have a big group of friends here. I have very, I have like, you know, one friend, another friend, but like none of them are all friends with each other. So yeah, like a lot of what I do isn't big social gatherings. So I didn't feel that weird transition. And I just got to say, I am so ready for September. I woke up yesterday with just a renewed energy. And I put up some content on Instagram about it. Um, cause we were talking about this on another one of our podcasts, but like temporal landmarks yeah. and how something like, you know, new year's your birthday, a job change, a move, but even just like a Monday can be a temporal landmark. The start mm-hmm. of a new month is a temporal landmark. And for me, September 1st has always been the most significant one 
of my, I guess of my year. Mm -hmm. And I was sharing content about it yesterday. And it's funny because I was trying to find the post that I had wrote about it yesterday or excuse me, last year. Cause I think I, I shared it last year, maybe a time before that too. And it triggered something to me. I'm like, Oh my, cause I said, August has always been one of my most challenging months. Mm-hmm. And, and I was thinking back and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember writing that last year and why it was hard. I remember the year before why August was hard. And then, mm-hmm. you know, many years before that, why August was hard. And I was like, wow, that's so interesting. And then this month was no different because, you know, got hit with COVID, was out of the gym for three weeks. Just things were, it was a challenging month for me. And yeah. not just because of that, but some other things as well. So yeah, I woke up yesterday on September 1st and I was just like, ah, fresh start. I am here for it. Yeah. Cannot wait for fall. College football season starts tomorrow. My team will probably lose the first game, but <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Which means that the season is both basically over in my eyes. Yeah. Um, oh, but no. <laughs> I still, I'm still like excited for that renewed energy. Um, yeah, I, for me, fall always feels even different than January 1st mm-hmm. when it comes to just like the feeling of the year um, and, and the potential of like what lies ahead. So the only thing I'm not looking forward to is that we are in a major heat wave here in California. It was 102 yesterday. It's going to be like 105 or something like that next week. So I am just ready for the real fall weather and yeah. And then starting to plan, you know, maybe some trips, at the end of the year, talking about coming out to see you, whether that is in Colorado or in Wisconsin. Now I might be planning a trip to Costa Rica in December. So that sounds nice. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Um, always nice to have things to look forward to. I find that that, that when I don't have something coming up in my calendar, that makes it particularly hard for me um, to, to function. And I, I, you know, I hate to use the term get through because in the last, I'd say 2022 has been like the wash cycle of my life. Like, I feel like I've been scrubbing really hard at a lot of things and it's been really uncomfortable. And I've, I, so I've been like trying to sit and be present and really absorb like what's around me in the moment and find gratitude and, and realize that I'm like much wealthier in all of the things I thought I lacked than, than, than I thought. Um, and so with all that, I'm also more mindful of like, hey, so when's something new about to happen? And uh, I, I think that summer and in particular 2022 has felt long in that regard for me because I have been working on being so present. So right. yeah, no, I understand. And I just never really loved the summer anyways. I can think back to when I was a kid and I, I yeah. think I just, I don't love the heat. Like I've never been like a beach person or a pool person or anything like that. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'm much more of the like, let's hibernate and mm-hmm. light candles and wrap ourselves in blankets and do baking and watch football. Like that's just yep. my vibe. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I'm looking forward to that, but I was having this conversation with my mom a couple of days ago because, you know, like my family is going through some hard stuff right now. And I think I was like, you know, part of it, like, I'm just kind of in a funk because I don't have anything to mm-hmm. like, there's, you know, stressful things, but also I don't have anything to look forward to. And she was like, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And it's not a, in this like sense of, oh, I need to escape my life because my life sucks. Mm-hmm. And that's not it at all. Like I find a lot of joy and fulfillment in the mundane and just like, you know, mm-hmm. the everyday things that I do, whether that's the work that I do, going for walks, workouts, you know, all of that kind of boring stuff. 
but it is still nice to have like a trip or, you know, something like that. So really the only thing on my, like the only like actual thing on my agenda right now is my friend's baby shower in a couple of weeks. So if anyone follows her name's ocean trail, she's another online fitness coach. I'm sure that some people follow her, but she's about to have a baby any day now. And yeah, her uh, shower is coming up. So, and it's kind of sad because she lived like 10 minutes from me and we would walk usually every other week and now she's moved an hour away. So that's been kind of hard. I feel like all of my friends are moving. So Mm -hmm. it's challenging. Um, and lastly, like shout out to my assistant coach, Michaela, who I think I know other people follow as well. She just had her baby boy, Grayson, a couple of days ago. So that's exciting and would love to get out and visit her. (laughs) Yeah. Booking these trips and not just talking about them. Well, all these life changes and and life shifts. And I feel like that segues nicely into part of what we're going to talk about today. Uh, We should get right into it. Actually, we spoke, we touched on this in our last episode. And I think Kim was like, write that down. And, And we all agreed that this was something we could probably talk at length about. And it is this idea that putting all of your ideas and goals and you know, desired outcomes in the hands of somebody, of a coach, of selecting a coach based solely on the way they look um, is probably the worst way to select the person who's going to guide you through your journey. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I think that that's something that a lot of people fall victim to when it comes to who they follow on Instagram, because like we are all interested in the beautiful pictures and the awesome reels and the great stories. And when you see someone that looks the part that has, you know, a, a physique that you may have on your vision board, you're like, yes, that is who I'm going to follow. I'm going to download everything this person talks about, everything they podcast about, all of their fitness routines, all of their food, everything that they do. And then theirs will be mine. Have you been there, Marcy? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and, and we were kind of talking about this off air too. And I think even for us, sometimes it's, well, at least for me, it can still be challenging every now and then not to like compare myself to somebody else that I see online Mm -hmm. and feel like, well, I do everything that she does. Why am I not getting like, why haven't I built that much muscle? Um, so that can be a little bit, I guess, discouraging, but at the same time, you know, don't think that just because you hire that person, because they look a certain way, they can eat a certain way that you are automatically going to look like that person because, and that can be for many reasons. Um, you know, I know a lot of people will like kind of like downplay the importance of genetics, but genetics are a very real thing. Mm -hmm. And, and that can come from like, just your like a bit like literally your ability to build muscle, but even from the way that your body is built from a bone structure perspective, from a, like how, where your muscles insert, you know, like mm-hmm. someone who has like longer muscle bellies is maybe not going to look as muscular as somebody who like, who's are shorter. And like, they have that more kind of like round, full muscular look. So mm-hmm. all of those things like definitely play a role. Um, prior dieting history, stress, health status, like you name it. Um, it's just, mm-hmm. you can never compare because you don't know one, what's going on behind the scenes with that person, but also we are all so unique and individual and we're just not carbon copies of each other. And what, yeah, what works for one person 
isn't going to work for another. And I'll say this too, because I can vividly remember when I had not just started my fitness journey, but I was in this place where I, I was sick of just kind of like going through the motions for lack of a better word, not having a lot of direction. So getting my advice from fitness magazines, thinking that I knew what I was doing, but not getting the desired outcome. Mm -hmm. And this was a time when blogs and forums were really starting to come up. Mm -hmm. And I found this blog by this guy, Eric Ladine. He's still in the business um, and in doing great work. Actually, I followed one of his programs again, maybe like six months ago and it was fabulous, but I was looking at her, like I was reading his content and looking at his testimonials. So he was like one of the first online coaches and I was seeing all these women that he was working with who were figure competitors. I'm like, that is what I want to look like. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, comparing where I was then to, you know, what the, to their outcome mm-hmm. and believing that if I hired this guy, then I was absolutely going to look like them. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking about it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to hire this guy. And it was almost this like sense of relief. And I was like, oh yes. Like I'm going to get the results now. Golden ticket. And that didn't happen. (laughs) And it wasn't for lack of effort on my part. I was so compliant. I was so consistent. I followed the program. I did the work and, and I still like did not look like a figure competitor. And I just, I think it's because I'm not built like one. Absolutely. No, we we learned this in kindergarten and it's true. We are all snowflakes. We are all different. Um, and, and the exact same regimen in two different people between, let's just say you and me, for instance, is going to elicit wildly different results. And that is because we have two different blueprints. I am, okay, so here, file this under things I used to believe that I now know to be untrue. And that is, I once said, I've said this before and I regret saying it, that everybody can have abs. Anyone can achieve like a visual abdominal core. We all have core, we all have abdominal muscles. It's just a matter of getting lean enough to see them. So like that was sort of something that I said. And I, the reason I said that is because that was my experience. That was my N equals one experience. And I was like, cause I was not a lean person for most of my life. And so I thought, my God, if I can do it just by following, you know, these simple steps, like simple, not easy steps. Anyone can. And, and I think, you know, maybe in like a starvation study or, or something like that, maybe, maybe some, you no, know, everybody, a person who probably shouldn't have abs could get them. But just because maybe you can, or, or just because you are trying really hard, doesn't mean you should have them. And I feel like this is really important to consider. Your body may not be built to, to show a specific type of physique, particularly if you are a woman. I mm-hmm. think this is a really hard thing because you and I have both fallen into this where we see these women who are just jacked and they look incredible. And it's like, wow they're doing the work. I'm going to do the work and I can get there too. But what you don't know is what is happening on the other side of the screen. Like once you pan out from that one picture, what does their life look like? And, and, and so first of all, obviously they're genetically blessed to a degree to be able to achieve that to begin with. But on top of that, what is the next layer? Are they, do they have, you know, do they have their cycle? Are they, do they have any energy? Uh, is their strength very low? Are they very, so committed to their strength training and, and fitness regime that their marriage is crumbling? Are they not able to have children? 
I mean, what, like, what are the other, the other balls in the air that you're not even considering because you're just looking at them and seeing one tiny sliver of their life. So, well, well, and I mean, everything you said just resonated and I know I've shared this on the podcast before, but my, my marriage fell apart when I was at my leanest mm. and, and I was just like, so confident in myself feeling good. And I, and I did not leave my marriage. My husband is the one who, or ex-husband is the one who ended things. And I'll never forget when he said he came home one day, he's like, I don't want to be married to you anymore. And I was like, you don't want to be married to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was mm-hmm. so cocky about it. I'm like, why not? Yeah. Yeah. But, but it was because like, I was so, I was so in my head about everything and, and not just my fitness. And that is something that he and I definitely share together. Like we went to the gym together pretty much every day of the week. We ate healthy, we cooked. Like, so we had a very similar lifestyle and commitment to our health and to our fitness for sure. But he was way more, you know, for lack of a better word, balanced about it. Mm -hmm. And I was the one like neurotically, you know, tracking macros and weighing everything and and whatnot. But it was also, I think me being very in my head about my health issues as well. Like going down the rabbit hole there. And like, every time we were in the car, I was, you know, like Google searching, you know, my symptoms and things like that. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it was just like my inability to, to be present and to be like, like, so hyper-focused on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like if you were to look at me at that time, you would think that I, I had my shit together and I definitely yeah. did not. Yeah. I mean, and it might, it's, I feel like it's important to note too, that a lot of these people who we may be following, um, may be a little unaware of, of their privilege or a little bit tone deaf to what's going on in, in the world. Um, I mean, it's, the, it's, the, you probably know what I'm talking about. It's the coaches that are like, we all have the same 24 hours in a day, right? And that's mm-hmm. entirely untrue. I feel like that myth has been debunked many times um, by many people in this space because we don't have the same 24 hours in a day. We all don't have the same access to food or fitness or health or mobility. And so it is incredibly important to take that into consideration and know that if you aren't able to join a gym, then you aren't probably going to be able to see results at the same cadence as somebody who can join a gym. Mm. Or if you don't have um, accessible childcare, or if you're not sleeping through the night because you have a, you're nursing or you have small children or you have a child with special needs who you know is up late and up early, your world is not going to run parallel to somebody else's who doesn't have those things. Absolutely. That is such a good point. So well said. And yeah, it's the absolute truth. So, you know, compare yourself to, to where you are, mm-hmm. not to, you know, wherever or where anyone else is, because you don't have the full picture too. Um, and another thing I wanted to say, which is a, not like off topic necessarily, but something that I've really noticed lately is also don't believe that just because a coach an influencer is preaching a specific message like food freedom and don't worry about the number on the scale and like it's okay if you get back on track forgive yourself get right back on does not mean that they have overcome Mm -hmm. those demons in their head Mm -hmm. because I have and I'm not going to name names but I have quite a few conversations with other coaches in this industry who are preaching all of that Mm -hmm. and are sending me messages freaking out because the scale was up five point point two pounds. 
gosh. Should I, should I cut, should I lower my calories? Should they go, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, and then like literally the next post of theirs I see is like, don't worry about the scale. Like, you know, your worth isn't about the number. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, what? It's crazy. And like that, that's not, I, I shouldn't say it's crazy. I don't, because I understand that like, we all are, you know, fighting a battle that no one, you know, really understands. And, and yes, it can be easy to, to say that and to like, believe it, but still struggle internally. I mean, I think I have been there myself, but, but just like take what anyone says as a grain of salt, because, yeah. you know, sitting like oftentimes maybe we compare ourselves to those people like, Oh, I just wish that I could be at that place. And, and I will say there are many people or many like influencers or coaches, those who you follow who have done the work, who have overcome that. I'm just saying that like, it's not everybody and you're never going to know with 100% certainty who is there and who is still not. So let's dive into that a little bit and maybe give some tips to people to help them determine, help parse through, like, how do I know if this person I'm looking at is more trustworthy than somebody else? And like you said, there's no way to guarantee it, but I'll, I mean, I'll start with one thing I feel like I could throw out there to suggest, and that is do a deep dive in their feed. Take a look at, at like longevity, like have, how long have they been doing what they've been doing? Um, like, is this, have they sort of come full circle? Have they had a lot of different experiences? Have they gone through um, cutting maintenance and bulk phases? Mm-hmm. The people that are just showing you the photos of their leanest self are probably not the ones that you want to follow because either they haven't been in the space long enough to understand what happens after you're super, super lean for a long period of time, or Mm -hmm. they're not being transparent. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's one. Do you have any others by chance? uh, I'm trying to think about it. I mean, that's a really good one. You kind of like threw that on me. I'm like, Oh gosh, that's hard. (laughs) It's it's hard to think about on, on the spot. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure, but no, I think it's, because we were talking about this before we recorded and it really is hard to know. So I can even look at my, or look at someone and I'm thinking of a woman in particular and be like, how, like, like literally like, how does she eat that much? Like, it's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. And how does she get away with like eating the food that she does? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but and Katie, you were like, but Marcy, like, you don't really know, mm-hmm. you know, maybe she's only eating like a fourth of what she's showing and it's not. So yeah, you, I mean, unless you are a fly on the wall, yeah. you are never going to have the full story for sure. I, so yeah, I think one of the things that you, you can always do, you know, a good old fashioned Google search too on somebody, do a deep dive into um, iTunes, put their name into iTunes and see if they've been interviewed on any podcasts. Mm-hmm. And with that, who is actually interviewing them? Do you trust the person who's interviewing them? Is it is it someone whose name you recognize? Is it someone else whose content you follow? Um, take a look and see what their, their community looks like um, because you can probably assume if they were handpicked to do an interview on someone's podcast, if you trust that person who's been podcasting, um, that I feel like is a vote of confidence as well. That's just- Yeah, absolutely. Because like anyone can put up a workout selfie or yeah. either a workout video, a selfie, of their physique and mm-hmm. look credible, but can that person actually speak to and articulate in like long form comment or content, kind of like you were saying, a podcast, a written article, something like that, yeah. and deliver their message? Right. 
Exactly. Absolutely. No, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I, th I think um, the, the people who have some established coaching beyond just, you know, a macro count are probably people who are interested in educating you, teaching you how to fish instead of just like withholding all of the info and just sliding over the info that you just need to know for this moment. So you have to come back to them week after week and month after month for constant check-ins. I think finding somebody whose goal is to basically put themselves out of a job is probably the single best thing you can look for in a coach. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Well, like let's flip the script the other way, because we're kind of talking about the ones who are really lean, who are really muscular, who have that desirable or enviable physique that you are chasing. Mm -hmm. But what about in the opposite direction? So I know you and I both and Kim as well, like we have had our individual experiences or challenges where our physiques had changed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me five years ago when I had to gain all of that weight and then I had to sit in that discomfort while I worked on my health, like maybe someone would look at me like, well, she's not super lean. So why would I hire her when it's like, but you didn't see me, you know, three years ago when I was in the best shape of my life. And, you know, at that time I wasn't putting pictures or videos on myself up on Instagram. So you couldn't make that comparison, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that I'm not knowledgeable, that I'm not credible, that I have not been there myself, uh, because I think integrity, you know, is it's important. Like, do you walk the walk? But at the same time, remember that not that some people look how they do in spite of what they do, not because of it. So that's, that's another thing to consider. But yeah, for me, when I was not at my leanest and I was a little bit uncomfortable, it could have been, I think sometimes it was challenging to, to like put myself out there to show my physique because I'm like, I don't look the part right now. Mm -hmm. um, and, and even, you know, present day, I'm, I'm on a very, I haven't talked about this a lot, but like I'm on a very strict protocol, uh, again, dealing with some health things and it's working very well, but I have lost quite a bit of weight and, and, and some muscle as well. So if you were to look at me, be like, well, she looks skinny right now. She doesn't look muscular, but like here she is creating content about how to get muscular. Like mm -hmm. where's the disconnect here, you know, but what people don't understand is like, what is going on at that specific moment in time? What is that person having to do, um, you know, for, for other reasons? So, yeah. um, but, but that, that also is like an integrity thing, right? So I, I like, and, and you too, Katie, like you had to put things on the back burner, let mm -hmm. go of your leanness, your physique desire, so to speak mm -hmm. to, heal some of the internal things, you know, and why don't, why don't you speak to that a little bit and just how kind of like it made you feel? Well, I, I think one of the things that I, I learned from, from all of that, um, is that set point and body diversity is really a thing and, and something to be respected and celebrated and appreciated at all levels. And I think when I got into the Instagram space, there was really this Goldilocks zone of leanness, right? Like people were shamed for, you know, being too big and then shamed for being too skinny. And it was like, if you could just hit the sweet spot, you could just slide into Instagram and grow, right? Like that was, that was this real brief period. I feel like in like the early 2010s or I don't even remember early, wait, no late 2010s. Anyway, 
So, and I, so, so like, I, I feel like I slid right into that. And I was like, oh, again, I have this, if I can do it, anyone can do it mentality. I'm going to tell everybody what I did and share it. And like, yay, we all win. And I realized, like I said before, I'm coming back to this idea of body diversity and, and, and set point. And that wasn't a happy place for my body. It was a manageable place. It was doable. I, I could achieve it, but it was at the cost of other things in my life that I was not willing to eliminate long-term. And it took me probably four or five years to understand that. Um, so we talked before we started recording, Marty, Marcy, and I said, I had a lot of my identity tied to those five years or so. And so when I let go of that lifestyle and that physical piece, I sort of didn't know who I was. Mm. And that was the hardest part was trying to be like, hey, who was I before, <laughs> before the world told me who I should be? Because mm -hmm. even before I looked that way, I wanted to look that way. So we're talking about 40 years of um, conditioning, basically saying like, this is what it is. Like, this is how you want to be. This is how you should be. And so it was really, it's been really hard the last two-ish years to see that physical piece go. And um, it's getting better. I mean, it's better every single day. And I, and I don't want to go back. I, I love the ease at which I can do life right now. I love that I'm never hungry. I love that I sleep through the night. Um, I love that when I'm in the mood to go in the gym, I can crush a workout. And when I'm not in the mood, I'm not going to beat myself up over it. Oh. Uh, it so it's, it's one of those things where it's like I have to sort of make space and be still and feel empty handed for a long time. So when, so when like the universe finally like gave me this gift of recognizing all of this, my hands were free. Like they weren't full of like macros and weights, right? Mm, I love sense. that. That's so beautifully said. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really glad that you've been able to get to the space because it can take, it can feel very uncomfortable yeah. when, when you are navigating that. And I'm, you know, I'm a little bit there myself. Um, you know, I still love fitness. I kind of like, I enjoy the macro tracking and like, that's just how my mind works. And it's that. not something, it's not something that's like stressful for me or anything mm -hmm. like that. Um, but I, I'm definitely so much more at peace than mm -hmm. I used to be. And, you know, I, I've said it many times, like I had COVID this month and it really, it, like it hit me hard for sure. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was out of the gym for three weeks. That's actually not the longest that I've taken out from workout. So when I had surgery a couple of weeks ago, or excuse me, years ago, I was out of the gym for five weeks. And I'm so grateful that I had done the inner work on myself leading yes. up to that point. And that also I had experiences previously where, you know, I had put on weight. I was feeling a little uncomfortable in my body, but also realized like my life didn't change. If anything, it got better in a mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was a little more, you know, present and peaceful. Uh, my relationships didn't change. My business actually grew during that time. So, you know, it's like, oh, the irony here that uh -huh. it's not just about like how you look, that's not really what the, and there are going to be some people who judge you for your appearance, you know, for sure. Like the, there are people out there like that, but the ones who are really the most meaningful, the ones who, um, you know, you want in your life 
they're not going to care either way if you are a little bit heavier and they probably are going to like you even more because you're not neurotic and in your head all yeah. the time. I think right? that I would suggest to all of the listeners, think right now of like three or four people who you admire most in your life. Just picture them in your mind. Mm-hmm. Take a minute, do that. And then think, do I love any of them because of the way they look? Yeah. Is that why they're at the top of my list? I guarantee you that's not, that's not the case. Uh, I think zero people are showing up to that practice and being like, yeah, gosh, I, I really admire this person I saw, you know, on the Victoria's Secret, you know, whatever, like Angel's Catwalk in 2009. Like, no, nobody is doing that. And, and that's yeah. just, I think every now and then we should, you know, kind of remember, like, it's not that different for us. It's not different for us. You know, we, we, should have compassion. We've talked about this before. Like what would I tell a friend and really mm-hmm. analyze that? Mm-hmm. Well, and to that point, there are a lot of people who I can think of who do have very enviable, excuse me, enviable physiques mm-hmm. and not the best personalities or, <laughs> yes. you know, like they're yeah. not loving. They're not, they're not present. And I think presence, I keep using that word, but it's so important because you can tell when someone is like fully with you in the moment and when they are, you know, thinking, you know, two steps ahead or whatever the case may be, they're just like, not like actually in that conversation. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. No. So I think that the majority of people I know whose bodies are banging and uh, whether, you know, it's either like, yeah, their personality is not that great. They talk about themselves all the time. They never ask about you or they have a lot of demons that you can clearly see through the conversation that you're having with them mm-hmm. uh, that they have not overcome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and to kind of like wrap this up and go back to what you were saying is you never know what somebody's actually going through. You don't know like the thoughts in their head, what they are doing to achieve the body that they have, the lifestyle that they have. And so you can never take anything at, at face value. And even these, you know, some of these influencers I see who have these huge challenges where there's like thousands of people in it and, um, you know, they look the part and it's like, but are you really happy? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, are you, like, what are you doing to maintain that body that you are using to promote this business of yours? Right. Because to be clear, there is you know, a a healthy, a healthily lean physique. And then there is like a photo shoot lean physique, right? And I think the problem is we see that photo shoot physique so many times when very few people maintain, walk around on planet earth with that physique 365 days a year. So even the people that actually can achieve that physique aren't doing it all day, every day. So you know, that's an important distinction to make too. And it's just unfortunate that that's important. That's what gets fed into our, into our feeds all the time. So we think we have this false impression that that's the way people can walk around. And that's really not why we're, what we're intended to walk around doing. So hopefully your goals, if you are someone with physique goals are to reach a sustainable level of leanness that contributes to your overall health, not just the reflection in the mirror. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Well, let's wrap it up here. And I, I, oh, go on. What are you gonna say? No, I was just gonna. I was gonna just wrap it up, just like you. I mean, I, do you have anything else to add? 
No, nothing. Just that I hope that this gave some of you know, the listeners something to think about because your mental and emotional health is number one. That really should be the top priority. And whenever you start noticing yourself having anxious thoughts about your body, your, you know, your ability to control your nutrition, you get um, hung up because you missed a workout. And I think I even got off on a tangent because I had said, you know, I had spent five weeks out of the gym a couple of years ago, three weeks out of the gym this month. Mm -hmm. And had I not been doing this inner work, I would have been an absolute mess. Like so in my head, so anxious, worried about losing all my progress. And, and now I'm just kind of like, meh, okay. Dropping the bucket in the grand scheme of things, moving on. I got bigger fish to fry these days and, and I'll get it back, you know? And I, I love that Marcy as a closing thought. I think with that, If you are looking for a coach, if you are looking for someone, make sure that person is also there for the mental piece as well. If you have not already done that work prior to visiting that coach. Absolutely. Yes. Well, my friend, this was fabulous. So we will, I guess, be back in... I think in a couple of weeks, I think we're back with Kim in two weeks. I believe that's, that's the way, how it's going to go. So, okay. Sounds uh, good. Thanks everyone for listening and we will catch up with you all again soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. If you liked this, if it was helpful for you, it would mean the world to us if you left a rating and review wherever you're listening. It really does help our work get in front of more people. Thanks so much for being here with you and we'll see you again next week.